It's the 10 to 1 podcast with your host, Brad Oman, featuring Ben Conowitz and Nate Laux. And here's the podcast. Hey. Uh, no, don't start there. <laughs> we cannot start there. <laughs> Hi. Let's start with anything else. <laughs> I don't know how we're gonna do this. It's just a weird like the thing that you with the hand. in the studio with both of you guys rubbing yourselves like that. I want to leave. This is the ten to one podcast. Did oh. I wish you wouldn't be so mean to me, Ben? Oh, <laughs> By the way, everything you've done. In this last two minutes has been funnier than the actual movie. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, this is the 10 to 1 podcast where we typically recap and review new episodes of Saturday Night Live, but we are on the tail end of the Hollywood strikes where the Writers Guild of America and the Screen Actors Guild have been on strike, but we have good news. The writer strike is officially over as of 12.01 a.m. Pacific time on Wednesday morning. It's huzzah. That is the today, the day we are recording this podcast. Huzzah. 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 It's huzzah. It's huzzah. Yeah, <laughs> she said huzzah. He's, huzzah. 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 Ben's been having a rough couple weeks. <laughs> it's, it's not been great for your old pal Benny boy. I'm, I'm, I'm coming off of some pneumonia. Yeah, viral pneumonia. Viral, that put me down for literally... I want to say 14 days in a row. You got to start wearing protection, buddy. Yeah, that's not how you get it, Brad. <laughs> what, um, go on. <laughs> uh, yeah, but anyway, the, the writer strike is officially over. Uh, we're still waiting for the uh, SAG strike to be over, but that shouldn't take too long to resolve now that the writers have a deal because they really helped pave the way as far as getting new deals in place for residuals and streaming ratings, uh, notifications, and AI and all these things. And this is a lot of the same stuff that SAG was arguing about with the uh, the AMPTP and studios and as well. Of course, people can reach out and, and, um, and do their own research but i know brad you, you do cover this kind of for a living mm-hmm. can you break down just give me the 30 second like what did they accomplish so i the, the wga what did they get i honestly haven't gone through the specifics Great. of the, of the deal yet because Great. good help good no help. no because last night when this happened actually i had to help cover uh ahsoka i don't normally have to do that but it's, it's a star wars show and we do coverage tuesday evening so that's when the episodes premiere now what do you think they got brad? Yeah. no i i do but one thing i do know is that there were some writers who like i follow on twitter and stuff like that that they were saying like damn this is a really good deal and so okay. i did did see some specifics about how uh like they made it so that like studios can't uh specifically have ai create stuff um based on like established intellectual property and like uh there's just a lot of things in place and probably residuals on streaming and yeah yeah like and, that like, that and like they, and they have to like tell writers like what the ratings are for streaming like the numbers and that kind of stuff i and, do wonder if they're if they're gonna be allowed to do the thing where like they have Daredevil, then Daredevil goes away after three seasons, and then they bring the exact same show back, but they call it Daredevil Nights. And yeah, then, that's a good question. I don't. I'm, then, yeah, I'm not sure. Right now, the way that works is th- they basically get to start over the pay scales because yeah. of that. The studios do, and that was a big loophole, and that's why you would see a lot of these shows, especially especially on Disney Channel. Yeah, they would just get around that by mm-hmm. by not. Uh, and it's just a new show. Yeah, it's a new show. It's not. It's the same freaking show. Yeah. I know over at Slash Home, if you want to check it out, we have an extensive breakdown of the deal uh, and all the things that came out of it if you want to go check that out at the website. But uh, that means that sometime here soon, I would, I'm going to guess maybe in two or three weeks, uh, Saturday Night Live should be back with hey, new, hey. new episodes. As long as uh, SAG gets a deal going here soon, 
Uh, they should be back pretty quickly because SNL and the late night talk shows are always the first shows come back because they're they know how to get back quick and they you know do the show in in a week. So um, we'll see what happens there. In the meantime, are you saying that we didn't maybe have to watch It's Pat? Oh no, we definitely. I mean, we were always going to make it through these at some point because we also have summers between shows. Can we, Kim? I want to pull you both really quickly. Who do you think, other than Travis Kelsey, is going to be the like first couple guests? It'll be Taylor Swift with musical guest. Travis, Travis Kelsey. Kelsey. Boyfriend Travis Kelsey. Yeah, exactly. Travis Kelsey will do his podcast as the musical guest. And Brad will be in heaven. I'll blow my fucking bones Oh, easy. <laughs> Family this show. This is the 10 to 1. Swearing? Not go flick yourself. Travis Kelsey looks like a stupid cop. Now. Whoa! He does. He looks like a cop. He got that stupid fucking mustache Oh, I thought now. you said something different. <laughs> cock? <laughs> I thought you called him a cock. He looks like a cock. It's like, yeah. what the heck? Hey, I'll, I'll call him whatever the fuck I want to. I honestly don't dislike Travis Kelsey. I don't at And all. the more I've listened to their podcast together with Jason... I like him more. I listen to the Jason half. I don't listen to the Travis <laughs> Just half. mute? Yep. Travis's half? Every time it happens. Uh, uh, but no, so uh, we'll uh, we'll see what happens uh, when Saturday Night Live comes back. In the meantime, uh, we're, we watched It's Pat. Uh, this, oh is, this was the next movie in the lineup of Saturday Night Live movies. We just came off of Wayne's World 2. And uh, this is when the SNL movies start to get a little rough. A little rough? A little rough. Guys, so this- Lauren Michaels had nothing to do with this, right? Uh, he had a special thanks in the credits. Oh, of course, because he, you know, he's SNL. A special thanks. <laughs> I, yeah. uh, no, he did not produce this. Um, and uh, there's actually an even amount of people from SNL and other uh, sketch comedy groups in this movie yep. in case you didn't notice um, but this movie uh, is famously terrible uh, it has zero percent zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes it's frequently mentioned on lists of like the worst films of all time By the it way, was in theaters for one week and it got pulled because of how poorly it performed did it make $65,000 or something like that at the Nate how much did it make box office it was like 68,000 but I, I want to go through um, the list of 0% movies with you and you tell me <laughs> if any of these were better than it's yeah or, or, or if you maybe even enjoyed some of these films because mm-hmm. there, there's one on here that I as as a boy remember actually liking sure okay so he, yeah we, we all like showgirls as a boy Nate <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, Staying Alive, which is the sequel to Saturday Night Fever. Do you did you guys see that? That has one? a zero percent. Yeah, I never that saw is it. not a zero percent movie. Like it's not anywhere near as good as uh, Saturday Night it, who, Fever. Who directed that? Uh, Sylvester Stallone. Correct. You've you've seen this? Yeah, I have not seen it. Bolero, which is a um, uh, 1984 but, film directed by John Derrick and starring Bo Derrick. Oh, I never saw that. No, I don't know what that is. Jaws: The Revenge. Ah, uh, the one with Michael Caine. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. so. Um, got the famous line mm-hmm. right in the. Uh, I've never seen Jaws: of Revenge, but I have seen The House about, and it's gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great line from Mr. Michael Caine. Police Academy Four: Citizens on Patrol. It's not a zero. No, that is a, okay. This is the one that I remember liking. <laughs> Problem Child in 1990. Did you guys see that film? Oh, John Ritter. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I, I saw it when I was a kid. When I was yeah, a kid, I, I didn't dislike it though as a kid. Like, I'm, I'm sure that it's, of course, does not hold up very well. I also the audience remember, score is like 45. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid really liking that. That movie. I wonder how many reviews are accounted on that movie. Because thirty, like, thirty reviews. Okay, yeah. So for those older movies, I mean, you know, sure. Highlander two, The Quickening. I don't know about that. Return to the Blue Lagoon. Oof, they don't go back. No, folks. Luke what? What did you say? Folks. Yeah, folks. Is. It is a 1992 American comedy drama film directed by Ted Kotcheff. Oh, folks. No. It's <laughs> starring Tom Selleck. Oh, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Look who's talking now. 
That's zero uh, yeah, percent. That's pretty bad. Okay, it's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, the dogs. Yeah, I forgot yeah, yeah. dog and cat. Sure. Okay, now we're getting into some films that I know you guys have seen. Simon Says. No, I haven't seen with that. Dennis Rodman. Uh, I, I oh, I saw that. And, <laughs> oh, I've seen that. Ben, you have had to have seen this oh, film. Oh, I've seen that. <laughs> you have a poster on your wall. Right? I do. <laughs> Three strikes. Nope. Uh, that is uh, with Brian Hooks, Nabush Wright, Faison Love, and David Allen Greer. Ballistic X versus now X versus Seaver. B- Seaver. Did, did you really know this film? Yeah, I know. B- that. Ballistic X versus Seaver. Antonio Banderas and Lucy and Lou. Lucy Liu. And I saw it in the theater, and it, and I I actually didn't hate it. So I'm going to say no. Now that has 119 reviews. That's that not a zero percent to me. No, no, that's a lot. It's it's a bad movie, but it's not a zero. Uh, Killing Me Softly with um, Heather words. Graham and Joseph Fiennes. Not the one that we were talking about. Wait, not Killing Them Softly. No, Killing Me Softly. Oh, that's gotcha. a different movie. Uh, a 2002 film, Pinocchio. Oh yeah, that's the one that. Uh, how did this get made? It's covered. Robert no. Beni- Roberto Benigni. No, no, film. that's a different. That's the Italian one. Oh, yeah, the the one with John Cena Thomas came out in like ninety six. And it's like even that. worse. Oh yeah. yeah. Wow. Derailed by Jean Claude Van Damme. Well, no. We agree to disagree there. Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> the National Lampoon's Gold Diggers. Mm. Probably that makes, makes sense. sense. Uh, Constellation in two thousand and five. Mm, I don't know. Red Line. It's a a racing a action. racing movie. Yeah, are we still doing an SNL podcast? Yeah, yeah um, I just sorry. I like this. Let me go through a couple. Okay, <laughs> let me get through some more recent ones. Okay, the ridiculous six. Oh yeah, it's that was zero? awful. It was that's, awful. Oh, that's that Adam Sandler the Western. One. Yeah, yeah. Oof, 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 tough. Cabin. This is a horror film. Cabin Fever. Oh, I don't think it's a zero percent. No, I've, I've heard it's fun. Yeah, it's campy. Uh, Jim Carrey film Dark Crimes. Yeah, that's I didn't a, see it, but I didn't. It's a hear thriller turn yeah. for uh, he plays a Russian novelist or something. Not not great. Okay, uh, the Disappointments Room. No, I don't Never know. Even heard of it. Max Steel. Mm, that's oh, that's right, uh, that's uh, Mark Wahlberg. No, that's Max Payne. <laughs> <laughs> Max Steel is like based on a toy franchise. Gotcha. Yeah, Precious Cargo. That's the sequel to Precious. <laughs> <laughs> Where she just wears cargo pants. Stratton. No. Nope. Nope. Uh, Gotti? Pass. Oh, Gotti with John Travolta? Yeah. I heard that was awful. Oh, yeah. London Fields, 2018? Nope. Nope, don't know. Uh, the Queen's Corgi <laughs> is an animated film. I think we're done here. Yeah, I think we can <laughs> wait, wait, stop. I got two more. Okay. Uh, John Henry in 2020. Oh, that's tough. Uh, and then... The Steel Driving Man. The Last Days of American Crime. Yeah, we're going to just take a hard pass on all those except for the Jean-Claude Van Damme one. Really? That is... You've, no. No. Uh, out of all of those, I probably Cabin Fever and- Look who's talking now. <laughs> what? Uh, no. Um, shoot. Staying Alive. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I haven't seen it, though. Yeah. You it's, 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 it's fine. It's a perfectly fine movie. Yeah, fair enough. There's a lot of thrusting from John Travolta. He goes from doing disco dancing to being in this big- Thrust, like, Thrusto dancing? Dance production. And so gotcha. like it's, it's all like stage-based dancing and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. So it's Pat- is also on that list. Yeah, mm-hmm. and deservedly so. It it's makes, time for yeah. androgyny. Here comes Pat. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, man! So the obviously this came from Saturday Night Live. Did you guys go and watch any of the the sketches that were available? I did. I tried. They, I just can't do I, it. They have made a crap load of them too. They yeah, made so many. And there's only there's only like five of them that are available on the official Saturday Night Live YouTube. I tried to dig up some more, but I couldn't. I couldn't find some of the more recent ones. But the the original one is on there. And what's interesting is the original. Uh, it's Pat Sketch that's on there. So it debuted during a John Goodman episode. John Goodman is not in it. It is just Julia Sweeney as Pat and Kevin Nealon as Bill. 
uh, yeah, and they're in an office, and they, the setup is that he's talking to somebody on the phone. He's like, I don't know if my boss is a you know a, a man or a woman. Uh, but what's interesting is that when Pat comes in, uh, he he or she <laughs> does not ha- does not have uh, the the same annoying voice that they would have. Okay. In in the it actually it would, came it in would the, evolve. Right? Yeah, the the second sketch was really where the voice was established. The this sketch really it, it had the uh put it, you know rubbing hands on on their chest and being awkward and not really knowing how to carry a conversation very well and definitely very annoying. Uh, but didn't have the nasally voice like this. Uh, yeah, but it definitely came uh, in in the sketches that followed. And there's actually a sketch that uh, they basically recreated but i will say i think was done more cleverly in the movie where uh it, it was an episode with Catherine o'hara and she's running a drugstore and she's behind the register and pat is trying to get some things and he keep, uh, they keep saying things that they need uh but the stuff that they say in the movie actually and there's an improvement yeah over and the turnaround fem- feminine napkins yeah because my aunt might be coming and she yeah a floral it's, pattern. it works a lot better in the movie i think and um, it didn't really work that great <laughs> but yeah so um it's you know pat was very popular when it was on saturday night live julia sweeney actually uh talked about how when after they did the first one people you know generally liked it but the second time that she came out on stage pat got cheers and she's and she said that like it was one of like the proudest moments you know she's ever had in her career because it was great to have that feeling um and the second sketch was also when they first debuted the the pat theme song much like the character of pat wants the adulation of the adoring public there wow, go. there's some meta stuff there. There is some meta stuff there. So yeah, <laughs> um, it's funny to to remember the sketches where like they had theme song intros. Oh yeah, like, like here here it is. Yeah, yeah. This, a- this is what we're doing, <laughs> which was a lot more common back then. It too. was, it was definitely definitely in the '90s. There was a lot of characters who had their own like it, little quick theme. It or makes something. me wonder as well if I'm really, you do that thing where you, you misremember which ones did and didn't. Like, did Headwound Harry have his own theme song? Because it seems like that would be a bit. That, I don't know. That would have I its don't own theme song. Either. Because um, it's a, a, kind of the same thing, a very basic premise. Yeah, and then that could have been a better movie than it. In a way, Pat is kind of like a uh, a predecessor of of Debbie Downer. You know, in a way. Yeah, Debbie Downer was was specifically the punchline, though. Yeah, you know, and and so th- this just never had a punchline. It's just fucking annoying. Well, the punchline for for what it was at the time was that. Nobody could tell. Sorry, the movie. Oh, I, I get the sketch, right? right? Like, yeah, nobody can tell. And in a quick two to three minute bit, yeah, that, that's that's about what you should do. Making this into a hundred and seventeen minute, or, or sorry, um, thank God it's not one hundred seventeen. Sorry, ninety seven minute whatever uh, film. Not e- not even eighty seven minutes. Oh my God! And with 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 uh, with the commercials and, and an opening credit sequence. Yeah, and and that I fast forwarded through. Uh, you shouldn't have eighty minutes too long. <laughs> But yeah, you can't drag this premise out. Obviously, they did. Wow. Yeah. Um. So let, let's get in. You want to talk about who's in it? Yeah. Sure. So yeah, let's, let's run down the cast. Talk a little bit about Julia Sweeney a little bit. Sure. Again, this SNL podcast. What did you think of her on SNL? And so this was this was probably early. Not, I think ninety early ninety four is when she was. And on. so that's when I started watching the show. Yep. So I I remember watching the Phil Hartman episode where he played uh, uh, Clinton in McDonald's. Mm-hmm. And that was probably one of the the bigger episodes I remember from my childhood. So I started watching right around here, and I remember loving every man and woman on this show. So like they were they were like gods to me. So Julia Sweeney was was wonderful. Like I just remember thinking, gosh, she's so funny and so talented, and you know, uh, it was just is always always solid in a sketch. Um, 
it's that thing where back then, you know, stage actors, you had to, you had to perform for, for the back of the audience, right? She, she definitely had that presence of like, I'm going to say something and I'm speaking to the back of the room. Yeah. So she was never meek or shy about it and it worked well for her. She was uh, uh, integral to a lot of those sketches. Yeah. She had a little bit of that A.D. Bryant factor yeah. and you could put her in any sketch and she'd find- Played a great mom. Yep. You yep. Know? And she didn't have a ton of characters that she created that lived on, right? Other than it's Pat- I, I see here on uh, NSL Archives. Uh, Pat Riley. Dot net. Uh, she also did uh, Dame Sarah Kensington in theater stories. I don't know if you guys remember those. That was in 1991, 93, and 94. And then she was Sandy in the copy machine sketches. So she was in four of those um, with Rob Schneider. Yeah. Making copies. But what she did more of was impressions. She was a, a, a pretty skilled impressionist. I remember her Jane Pauley she did. Um, yep. She did a lot of kind of like straight news people. I think she she was a very skilled player on this show, mm-hmm. though she's certainly not maybe as heralded as a top 50 type of player. But so. but clearly belonged there. It belonged yeah. there, for sure. Yeah. Brad, do you remember her at all, on, or was that a little before your time? No, I mean, I, I remember Pat, definitely. Uh, Pat was one that I, I was aware of on SNL, um, and I, I saw the movie at a pretty young age, too, when I was into Saturday Night Live. But uh, honestly, there wasn't a lot that I remembered uh from Julia Sweeney other than her kind of having that every woman role of you know just playing a, a you know a random woman in, in any given sketch if anything I remember her more from her bit parts that where she appeared in Saturday Night Live movies you know we saw her in Coneheads for a little bit mm-hmm. and uh, stuff like that so that that's really what I remember her most but it's it's Pat is definitely the uh, the larger thing that you remember her from Beethoven's third or Beethoven's fourth no nah, I stopped after the second one mm-hmm. <laughs> all right so let's go over the rest of the cast in this film. It is obviously Julia Sweeney p- plays Pat Riley. Dave Foley as Chris. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, funnily enough, Chris was a character who did appear in the sketches on Saturday Night Live, but the character was played by Dana Carvey, yes. who did not want to be Who in the refused movie. to do this film. What? Yeah. Dave Foley, you might remember, from Kids in the Hall. Yes, indeed. Yep. And then Charles Rocket from SNL uh, mm-hmm. in the 1980s season. Yeah, the uh, very troubled Dick Ebersol years. Also, just going off memory here, and obviously you can keep going, Nate, but uh, Tim Meadows uh, is a radio producer. Kathy Griffin plays herself, basically. Essentially, yeah. Yeah, she plays- Phil Lamar's in it. Uh, did you see Kathy to Jimmy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She, she, she's the one who plays the, the drugstore. Uh, um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Hocus Clark. Pocus. Yep. Of Hocus Pocus fame. And Sister and Act. Sister Act, which I, I knew her from more. Yeah. Well, I knew her from Hocus Pocus more. Oh, fine. I knew her from both. <laughs> I just only knew her for the one. Do you want to keep talking about it? <laughs> I saw both movies, and she was- Hocus Pocus 1 and 2? Mm, yeah. There we go. The film was written by Julia Sweeney and uh, Jim Emerson, who was her friend from the Groundlings, and uh, Sweeney's former husband, Stephen Hibbert. I read that this character, Pat, was created when she was at the Groundlings. Yeah, and it actually came from, it was based on someone she knew when she was an accountant. Uh, and initially, it was her playing a, a man, just somebody who was an annoying person. But I guess the people that she knew when she did the, the character, they said that she wasn't all that convincing as a man. And it was it was weird. And so then they came up with the idea of making it so that I love you it. couldn't tell. Lean into the fact that you're not very good at this and make sure that it's just <laughs> different. They they figured out how to make it sure no that's quote what you unquote do. funny yeah, that that's what you do. yeah that you can't recognize it's a man or did woman. you figure out why Lauren Michaels wasn't involved in this one other than it's terrible but like they were approached to make this I know Julia Sweeney talks about not being very certain about this film and not being really that excited to create it 
because she didn't know a story. Yeah. Um, Part of me wonders if it's because uh, Paramount didn't make it because Paramount made all the other uh, SNL movies. And so yeah. I wonder if it's a matter of just like studio deals and like maybe he couldn't because it was at wasn't at Paramount. I was also looking at just just the way this was shot and and the the locations and everything this is not a complicated movie this is apartments yeah. and 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 there's and the streets not like, of LA. it is a sketch that just goes Ex- on and the, yeah. but there is no like grand canyon trip there's no, you know th- these are just very easy yeah. so like Wayne's world too that a, had a, a lot quick, of like, a quick shoot there were plenty of extras. That was the one thing that I noticed. So, like in the in line to get it to the to the cruise or whatever, they they showed so many people's faces like up front and recognizably, not like in the background, but all standing there. And it happened multiple times at the at the restaurant and at the where she was doing uh, he, he where she was doing karaoke. They were specifically showing a bunch of extras' faces up close. It was really jarring. Cause I'm like, why are yeah. so many people in this film? Maybe it's the kind of thing where like uh, Bobby and Peter Farrelly. Uh, got all of their friends to sure. be in their movies. Maybe that's what they did. Actually, funny enough, that reminds me. Uh, Bobby and Peter Farrelly did uncredited uh, read rewrites on this. Script. Not the only one, but who they else? are not. Do you know? Yeah. Do you know who else did you read this, Ben? Did you? <laughs> did you read this? Did you read it? Uh, Jay Leno. Yeah, Jay Leno. <laughs> uh, no, a very famous Oscar-winning very, filmmaker. Very close friend of Julia Sweeney. Yeah. I, I I couldn't even fathom. He hosted SNL. And it's a very famous filmmaker. 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 I'm not sure he always wears deodorant. Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. <laughs> is that right? Is yeah, that that's that's, that's based on your, your hint, <laughs> yeah. by the way. And uh, Julia Sweeney. So that's why there were so many scenes of feet. <laughs> <laughs> Julia Sweeney, Phil Lamar, uh, and one other person from this movie are all in Pulp Fiction. Yes, oh, um, um, what's her name? Uh, Kathy. The Jimmy? No. Kathy Griffin? Gr- Kathy Griffin. Yeah. All in Pulp Fiction. Fan- made Phil, the same Phil year. Phil Lamar is great. Right? Yeah, Pulp made Fiction. the same year. The best movie of the year and the worst movie of the year. <laughs> Both starring Phil Lamar. I did. We've been doing this every episode, but I did look at, at the uh, box office mojo because uh, this opened really poorly, as we talked mm-hmm. about. I mean, if it, in one week, it was opening week and it made 68000 and closed, right? So there wasn't really a run. Yeah. The opening weekend, it made 30, it finished 20th. Oh, my God. At 31000 uh, 31, Oh, my God. Do you know what number one film that weekend was? This what, was is, the, what was it? Um, what was August, August 26th through 28th, 1994. Independence Day. No. I'll say. There's some great films on this list. Pulp Fiction. No. Is no. that 93? No, it was 94. But I think it's later, though, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Gotcha. Number one film that released that day, or that weekend as well, it, it also finished first at $11 Dave. million. Dollars. Natural Born Killers. Wow. Ooh. And then uh, for the, it was the, let's see, the second week, I think. No, sorry, eighth week it was out. Forrest Gump, then Clear and Present Danger, then The Mask, then Karina Karina, Color of Night, True Lies, The Lion King, Camp Nowhere, The Client, The Little Rascals, In the Army Now, Andre. Man, all these movies still in theaters. Like think, <laughs> yeah. think about how awesome it used to be to like go yeah. to theaters and have all these choices. Like, it's not even a, like Maverick you could, was there. You could go yeah. into the theater and see In the Army Now. Yeah. With Pauly Shore. And then you could walk across the hall and see little rascals. And you see little rascals. It, it, and then you know what? Forrest Gump. Yeah. Like the, you had you people, you don't even know how good you had. Here's it. another fun fact. So, finishing nineteenth that week, making six six hundred thousand dollars that weekend, in its sixty fourth weekend at the theater, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Yeah. Wow. Made made ten times the money. Nope. It made a hundred times. The money. It, it made 
20 right? times the money because it was oh, 20. It did 30,000. Oh, 30, sorry, sorry. I was thinking uh, 68,000. Yeah, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. It was just that weekend. It made 10,000 times. times. <laughs> it made 20 times in its what weekend? 64th weekend. <laughs> 64th weekend and it made 20. That's just stop making movies if you're if you're like doing if you're making pat and you see that metric you're like you know what maybe this isn't for me i'm gonna go back and you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna be a professional disc golfer because that's not a thing yet it's the 90s that's that's just crazy wow uh don't forget that the ween yes is also in this movie playing or, themselves. or rather just ween but yeah the ween the ween <laughs> i played with the ween smirked it was pretty funny uh obviously this movie's terrible um let's talk about did you laugh at any point at all because i laughed twice I genuinely didn't. Did what what part did, did you laugh at? I laughed at the part where they cut to the America's Funniest Home Videos, and immediately it says America's cringiest or, or creepiest people. Creepiest people, yeah. Like that made me giggle because okay. I'm like, okay, I thought that they were just going to be a normal. It caught me by surprise because I thought it was going to be a legitimate like talent thing that they she got because that's kind of how the movie was going. But they were playing him or her for a laugh, and that caught me off guard, and so I, I chuckled. And then the thing that I actually really did, I went, ha. Huh. <laughs> when he or she was playing the trump, the uh, tuba, and, uh, bah, 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 and then takes a three count. <laughs> bah, 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 just the fact, the way that Julius Sweeney looks to the side, does the fingering, but doesn't do the sound, and waits for it. I don't know why, but it really caught me off guard, and I laughed out loud. That's the only time I significantly laughed at that movie. I liked the feminine napkins joke. Okay. I, I, right. I, thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's more so, I, I just kind of just watched it. I was just kind of like, I can't even believe it. so it's a real thing. So I was thing. waiting. Did you laugh at all? Did you laugh once? I, I, I kid you not. I did. Not even at the feminine. Because I thought it was just. I, I, it's I, eye rolly. I know that those things are part what about of. What the like, And then he like, it was fine. Okay. No, I didn't. Uh, the, the number of times where the, the, I watched a scene and then went, oh, they wrote that. Like that's what they wanted to happen, and that's what they did. Like to just the number of times, like Pat like falls down the stairs or like runs. Oh, and, actually, and, like, you know what? <laughs> oh boy, I do think the Brad first laughed at all of this. I do think the first time Pat falls down the stairs is hilarious because it is such a like it's a big one. It's, it is a it's big a, Peter Griffin. a big slapstick Pratt fall. It's a, it's a Peter Griffin falling down yeah. the stairs in Family Guy for sure. So Julia Sweeney wrote this movie without knowing how to write a movie. Was didn't know that it had the legs because she she probably didn't. She literally said, "I don't I don't know if this is going to be a good movie. I don't, I don't know why we're making this kind of thing." Well, that's you know what that's the that's thing the is, weirdest thing in the world. Yeah, yeah, that's what's funny is like she didn't they didn't think that they could come up with like something that would sustain itself for a feature length movie. And they were right, and yeah, but then they wrote it, and she said, and then they fell in love with the script, and it's like well, I don't know what Wait, aspect, who's they like Julia Sweeney and the, like the the writers they they fell in love with the script after they wrote it. But nobody else did. I just can't believe that n- that not one executive was like, you know, we can't make this. It's just so baffling. Maybe it's because there's no there's no real plot. Maybe it was the power Nothing, of Saturday Night Live. That's at the time. what I was waiting for. There's, is there's like some something kind of, to happen. Yeah, but it, it was literally just the sketch stretched out for an hour and seventeen minutes, and it was it was too long at an hour and seventeen. Oh, it was far too long. I was I paused it about halfway through. And I go, oh my god, I still have like forty minutes left in this. Thing. And what I the like fuck? I like some bad movies. If you've listened to our Go Fix Yourself podcast, we talk about movies that we don't we know they're not the best movies that we like. Not all the SNL movies are great, and I still like some of them. The thing I think really the 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 bigger problem, not bigger problem, but the biggest problem besides the dated humor aspect of like making fun of somebody when you can't tell like whether they're a man or woman, 
is just that Pat is an insufferable character. Like they are extremely annoying. There's there's not really any redeeming qualities about them. They're they're nosy. They're rude. They're inconsiderate. They're lazy. They're selfish. And so did they do that so that the, it was okay to make fun of the fact that that's that they we didn't know if it's a man or a woman? Maybe. I mean, because I mean, and the, but and the character has always been like that. So it's not like Pat became like that for the movie. But like part of the gag was that Pat didn't really have any like you know, social cues and like was always in people's face and like saying the wrong thing and like, like that, all that kind of stuff. The only thing I read about this was that Julia Sweeney had said at a certain point that the, the, the point of all of this was that Pat was never concerned about how they came off to people ever. But the whole rest of the world was so concerned about man or woman that they were not focusing on the fact that Pat was a bad person or, or annoying. It, it, it had nothing to do with that. Pat could get away with anything because everybody was focused on that one thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know what that means though. I don't know why. They should have had Pat murder somebody. Oh my then. God. Let's see what happens. Yeah. It was just a, what a, what a strange, strange time in Hollywood to make a movie. Somebody on uh, an executive side of things was doing a bunch of coke and was like, yep. Uh, I don't know I I think that there's a lot of laughs to be had here (laughs) there's not a single one I mean, the tuba scene was that was the only thing. I mean, you're, you're, I mean, that's fine that you laughed at that, but that, that is not nearly it's the not f- worth it. It's not worth it <laughs> whatsoever. I liked watching Pat playing the tuba with Ween. <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was pretty good. Jesus Christ! You you keep coming up with more and more things that you like about this. This is, not, I, like, this is like the seventh thing you. that you like. We're reaching right yeah. now. This is not a good film. You guys don't like the Ween. <laughs> I don't like playing with the ween. Uh, it is embarrassing that we watch this film. I don't even know if I'm going to release this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a, a huge, just every misfire possible happened. And I'm sure that like anybody involved with the production of this is not not happy with the way it came out. That you know, it's not their fault necessarily. That you tried and you didn't do well. I would, <laughs> I would, happens. but I would love to meet the people who like this movie. Uh, there, there's got to be somebody out there. Had you have you guys ever ever seen the movie before now? Uh, when I was a kid, oh yeah. I yeah. think I had, but I don't know. I, I hadn't remembered it anyway. I, I was surprised by how much I did remember. Um, and I think it's because I, I saw the movie. Because you love the ween. I saw the movie more than once as a kid because it was frequently on uh, the UPN Power 50. And Shout out to the UPN Power 50. Yeah, and, it, and, and that, they got this as a, at a steal. Ruining they Brad's to, childhood, my, and he didn't even know it. <laughs> my my grandparents on my my mom's side, they didn't have cable. And so when we went over there, that was one of the normal channels I watched because on the weekends, UPN typically played movies. And th- that movie was on on more than one occasion. And I remember watching it and knowing because it was Saturday Night Live that they, I They truly had it. to pay no residuals to pay it. But my, but, my, but my parents, like, they oh, they hated Pat because <laughs> they were so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> so our next film is Stuart Saves oh, His he's, Oh, he's ending the podcast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're Jesus done. Christ. Just, you, you, that was, you that want, was it, huh? He wants the time spent watching the movie. He wants it back, and this is how he's getting <laughs> yeah, it. I don't want to talk about this anymore. So apparently there is a deleted scene that would have had Harvey Keitel make a cameo in this movie. And famously- Wouldn't have saved it. Famously, Harvey Keitel did do a sketch with Pat when he hosted Saturday Night Live, uh, and Quentin Tarantino, of all people, uh, he made a point about this, uh, that he that the one sketch with Harvey Keitel is the one that it uh, felt like tipped the hand as to whether Pat was a man or a woman. 
And it's it's such a strange thing to hear Quentin Tarantino analyze Pat like this. But he says he's a uh, weird guy. So, but they there was a uh, Pat was supposed to kiss Harvey Keitel, uh, or at least his character in the sketch. And it was during this that Quentin Tarantino observed in the kiss that Pat kissed like a girl, and so to him that made it so that Pat was a woman. So gotcha. Quentin Tarantino. So Julia Julia Sweeney could not hide her femininity enough in kissing Harvey Keitel because she kissed like a woman because she is a woman. Yeah, but, but but if you're an actor... Yeah, she couldn't hide it, though. <laughs> right, exactly. She, she was not a good enough actor. Right. I think she was a good enough actor. Well, you've never kissed Julia Sweeney. Uh, well, says you. Go on. <laughs> I'm waiting. I call her Ju- Julia Sweetie. Why? Because she's my sweetie. Okay, that's just... We're done. That's enough of that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there were there were so many more. There were, uh, They did one with Christopher Walken. Joe Pesci was in one of them. Uh, they, they, they really used Pat a lot. <laughs> No, there was a ton of them. I said that, that there's so many of them. Apparently, the the last time Pat appeared uh, was in May of 1994. Uh, they appeared at the end of the episode with other recurring SNL characters. I just watched sing, that, actually. Singing so long. Do you guys farewell. remember that one? I don't, actually. Okay, so at the at the end, it's Phil Hartman's last episode. So they're gotcha. saying, they're singing that to him. And it's him and Chris Farley at the end. So and, long. Yeah, yeah. And he does Farewell. The, Uh, so it's actually kind of a fun little sketch uh sad though because again phil Hartman died and chris farley um so it's like you see these two i think two of the greatest um at the end there actually there was another uh, michael mckean's in it and so that was another thing i jumped out to me is he's in it and one of the first characters and i think with jay moore and they make a joke about how they haven't been on the show long enough to actually have characters to be gotcha. in um, That's funny. But, yeah, it's good. Is it more meaningful than the goodbye to Kristen Wiig? <laughs> Sorry, that's a, I'm laughing because I'm imagining Pat in it, so it can't be meaningful, more meaningful than Kristen Wiig's. Because actually, I love it when SNL does goodbyes to their, like when cast members know oh, that for sure. and, and oh, they, yeah. they actually do a goodbye. Yeah, um, me too. I, they don't always, and I love it when they do. Would you like to see Pat come back? Nope. No, no. What if they? I didn't love the sketches. Like I, I just don't think the sketches are no, that funny. No. What if they brought Pat into modern day? No, but Julia Sweeney also said she'll never do it again. But, but they fix it to make it work. How does it? You can't fix well, this. They're, they'll be known as a they. they yeah, like, right. Now you're just okay. They. That, yeah. it, that's not a thing. Now anymore. it's just an annoying. <laughs> now it's just an annoying non-binary person. Right. Yeah. That's whatever. So yes, nothing. That means nothing. <laughs> There's no take here. Yeah, it's just. That. Oh, hey, what if we brought it into the into the into the now where you know Pat's a normal person? <laughs> yeah, you don't want to do it. You guys don't have a Pat in your life. No. Mm. You, you're you, my Pat. Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> what are we watching next time? Uh, we are- watch me play with the ween. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to watch Stuart Saves His Family, a oh, film great, great. directed by Harold Ramis, written by Al Franken, a film that um, Roger Ebert and Gene Siskel gave a thumbs up rating with Siskel calling it smart and hip. And Ebert saying that it has more courage than a lot of serious films. Maybe we're in for a surprise. It, it does not have a. It has a thirty percent rating on. Rotten That's better Tomatoes. than zero. That's uh, way and, better. Than and I zero. think maybe fifty, a little higher than fifty percent on the audience score. 
But I have liked films that had that rating, so who knows? Yeah, sometimes sometimes they're wrong. Yeah, so hey, I'm going to guess- Three out of ten critics can't be wrong. No, but I'm going to guess this has more of a plot, because Al Franken is a better writer and a- better, That would be my assumption, is that there was probably something- And Harold bigger. Ramis is a good director. It stars, obviously, Al Franken as Stuart Smalley, uh, Laura San Giacomo as Julia, Vincent D'Onofrio as Donnie Smalley. Shirley Knight, Leslie Boone, Harold or Harris Eulin, Kurt Fuller, Julia Sweeney, and Joe Flaherty. As Pat. As Mia C. Oh, sorry. <laughs> All right, well. Another film that made less than a million dollars at the box office. But how much less? It made nine, Pat made sixty. No, this, this made more than 10 times. It made uh, 912000 well, At least it did that. Well, we did it, guys. We got through with Pat. I wish uh, I had $912,000. 87 minutes. 87 minutes, and with the credits and everything, 80 minutes. Would you recommend that our listeners of no. the 10 to 1 podcast watch this film? No. I think just for the experience. Nope. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> no, no. It so is... does this change your rating of our films that we've watched? Oh, yeah. This is at, this is at the top. <laughs> so, uh, No, Oof. this is definitely the worst Saturday Night Live movie we have watched. It's one of the worst films far. I've ever watched. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not worth your time. I do. I, I I do look at that, and and I feel, I do generally feel bad for the uh, the people who created it, because they, they nobody sets out to make a bad movie, obviously. But when something comes about that is so catastrophically bad, you just got to literally kind of tuck your tail and say, "I'm sorry, guys, this one didn't really come out." And it's not fair because you're trying. They're trying so hard. And it just sucks that when it. When, I I, just, I feel bad for them. That's it. I feel bad for the makers of Pat. Uh-huh. The end. That's that's sad. All right. Well, hopefully we'll, we'll get another film in probably before the season starts. Uh, but maybe, maybe not. Maybe we'll maybe. see. I hope but not. But hopefully by well, the season typically starts in mid October. Uh, that that's when SNL started last year. Uh, I think mm-hmm. October fifteenth. We got a couple weeks. So we've got a couple weeks. It'd be great if we get a full season in. So maybe. that's, oh, that's our hope. That's our hope. We'll see what happens. Maybe. Uh-huh. All right. Hey, Bradford. Where can people find you? Oh, you know, I like writing about stuff, uh, entertainment and movies and television at SlashFilm.com. That's the is website. That a, is that a new site? Or? It is not a new site. It's been around for over 17 years, I think. <laughs> I'm serious. It, is, it, says, it has been that long. Don't, don't you fucking... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. <laughs> Grandpa. Sorry. <laughs> His emphysema is getting like the best of him. No, it's been around for like seventeen years. Uh, it's and, like, and that's le- legit, like real, real seventeen years. It's been Good around. for them. Hey, you know what? We're going strong. We like we like writing about about Saturday Night Live and movies. If you want to keep up with what's going on with the strikes, make sure you check it out. I'm also on Twitter at Ethan underscore Anderton X. Shut the fuck up, Nate. Uh, I'm also on Blue Sky. Just look me up over there if you want to. Is check anybody it out. on Blue Sky? It's the hip new place to be. Uh, it's 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 more quiet, uh, but it's a lot more chill. Not not uh, no uh, regular Nazi encounters, no douchebags, no Elon Musk. Well, then so, why would you go? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a lot nicer. It's a lot nicer over there. So you know, feel free to come. Skies over. are blue over there. Come check it out. All right. Uh, Nate, uh, what about you, buddy? Where can people find you? We're on the internet. You, you know, know that. You can find us. Uh, but listen to our other podcast, uh, Go Flix Yourself. We we do a new episode every week. We talk about films and trailers. A lot of times we cover movies and trailers that are much better than movies like yep. Pat. Yep. And so Sometimes not, though. If you are a fan of film, we, we do enjoy talking about new films, films that we watched. And uh, we'll have a, a different guests on some episodes. So go to goflixyourselfpod.com for that one or just... Search out Go Flicks Yourself, wherever fine podcasts are found. 
and find us there. Hey, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you so much. Hopefully the season will be here soon and we'll, we'll be able to review and, and talk about each Heck episode. Yeah. But in the meantime, be good to yourself. Be good to others. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.